tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, everybody, to another After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, our favorite show, Public Morals. This is Season 1, Episode 3, O'Bannon's Wake. I am your host for the evening, Anna Koppel. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Joining me once again, Phil Svitek. Welcome. Returning for a second episode. And joining us for the first time, as promised, for weeks now, Christina Kaplan is here. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. I absolutely I'm, love this show. I'm so happy you're here. I've missed you so much. I've missed you, too. Uh, not here tonight is Roxy Stryer, but she is with us in spirit. She has some thoughts. She's reporting share. live from New York. <laughs> she, she is. She's, she's trying like, to figure out the whole what's going on in the street. Level. She's revenging because she's mad at me. I missed the first two episodes. So No, this is how we roll. We just can't ever have a, we'll have a full panel twice this season in the end. So, uh, uh, before we get into it, just a reminder, please give us a shout on iTunes and on YouTube. We love it. Give us five stars or four stars or, you know, just, uh, just remind, because we really need validation and it keeps well, the lights on. New. The show's new, so you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's brand new. It helps people find us, people find the show, so it's beneficial for everybody. It's a win-win-win all the way around, there how you right go. you are, Phil. So, uh, so much to talk about tonight. Uh, we learned a lot more about O'Bannon, or, uh, well, we did learn a lot more about O'Bannon, but we learned more about Patton and his crew. I think that we got into deeper and deeper levels of that. Uh, so O'Bannon's best friend, I guess? Mm. His, he, he claims to be his best friend, but we are just being introduced to him, so I don't know how I feel about that. It's Richie, right? Is, is yes. his name? Yeah. Well, it seems like he has a lot of... O'Bannon has a lot of best friends, quote unquote. Yeah, and that's what, like with Patton. I think you know, obviously he he did a whole uh, show and tell because he's ultimately trying to pry who has information and who's willing to talk and who's not. He's testing the waters, right? But Richie, right? His actual best friend. His actual best friend comes to Navarro. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna cut off heads and then we're gonna celebrate and that's how it's gonna go down. I mean... What? But can you be his best friend if you're not his right-hand man? How is he not his right-hand man? Because Smitty is. Because Smitty is. Because Smitty is. Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes people feel like it's good to not mix business and personal relationships. Yeah, but the whole thing is he's trying to take over, as the plan is, they're trying to take over the West Side, uh, which is Patton's territory, and Smitty's not about that plan, whereas um, whereas him and uh, O'Bannon were. So that's definitely business. But that's... Okay, I think we're confusing people. So I think Richie is the one who is saying... Take over the West Side. Yes. No, Kane is saying take over the West Side. Hmm, all right. 100%. Okay. I'm pretty sure isn't Richie's last name Kane? Richie Kane, maybe. maybe I, think so. I, I think that's what it is. Because it's the guys. two guys together. 
that just had the whole really horrible fight scene. I'm sorry, guys. You could have done a little bit better with that. I thought it was the worst fight scene ever. But those two guys, Richie and his whoever that other dude that comes around with him, they're the ones that are talking about taking over the West Side. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. See, this is what we really need the cast list in front of us a little bit. No, it's Richard. It, it is Richard Kane, though. Okay. That's his name. Okay. All right. Great. Um, Clear so, that one up. Yeah. This one I, know. I wish I wish they would start just referring to them as one name yeah. so that I could keep up with it. Yeah, they um, have because they have their first name, their last name, and their nickname. Right. And sometimes they're like uh, whatever you call it. They're not like a bullshit nickname, but like your pejorative name. Right. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. So uh so and this is why we encourage you to tweet at us throughout the show as well because we do get things Which wrong. by the way, not to not to harp on it, but it's funny because uh Tina Cap when she started uh, you know, St- she has a different name for Stacy Porter because on the cast list Stacy Potter is not listed as Stacy Potter, she's listed as Fortune. Fortune, yeah. Right. So it's okay. all- like so it's confusing. Yeah, there, it's and confusing, there's y'all. there's so many cast members that are integral to the plot. So, it's kind of hard to keep track. We're only on episode three, so give us a little break. <laughs> yeah, give, like, give us a break. Well, uh, by the way, your comment can be, like, uh, if, 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 as an encouragement, let's figure out a common name for each of these people. Yeah, maybe. That we can all, as as hosts and as fans, communicate. Yeah, yeah, maybe that can be one of your comments. We would appreciate that. Richie. I like Richie better than Kane. Okay. Well, later in my notes, I'll have to start saying Richie. <laughs> Just throwing it out there now. Okay, so there's there is trouble still between Papa Joe and Rusty. Rusty wants to take over Miss Rose books, and Papa Joe is like, "You are not prepared for that. You're making a disaster. You're uh, in a mockery of our business." And he wants to give it to Smitty, right? Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts on this? About well, my my first question was because it's very early on in the episode. How much does um does Joe Patton know of what happened last episode in terms of uh, you know the prostitute and, uh, and and the and the guy from the bar, right? And so does he have that knowledge? Because if he does, then yeah, no way would I even give it to him. Now if he doesn't, then it's a ma- you know it's still obviously I don't I understand why Patton's not so willing to let Rusty in on this. I yeah. I, I feel like he at least at the very least knows his son and knows what he's capable of. Right, and that's probably why he's saying no, because, first of all, Rusty just got out of prison. I did they? I don't think they told us exactly what he did to get there, but I would assume it's something to do with the illegal gambling uh, yeah, ring. I think, but, I think we'll find out later about yeah, that. I think that's going to be a big but, part. But uh, Papa Joe even said that Mr. O... <laughs> Uh, Mr. O was their top earner. So I don't think that he believes that Rusty can fill those shoes and really... And also, if you you watch the way that Mr. O kind of... Yes, he beats his wife, but aside from that, he's kind of like a personable guy, like chops it up with the guys. Rusty's kind of a, like, standoffish, a little bit cold and not so easily approachable. So I don't know how well he really could fit into that role as kind of the ringleader of that territory. Well, Smitty also keeps a certain status quo. It's just everyone kind of moves up the ladder, whereas this is like, okay, we're just, you know, we're shaking things up, and I feel like that's the last thing Patton needs to be doing or wants to be doing. 
Right. Uh, he he definitely lacks a certain charisma, uh, uh, personability, and is that a word? <laughs> um, yeah, it is now. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't get on with with the folks. Uh, so there's a bar scene where they're all sort of theorizing about who could have killed Mr. O, and they completely write off Patton because they're like, well, he was making too much money for them. There's no way. It could have been, right? Uh, and and then they, somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody accuses Richie Kane <laughs> of, um, that he was the one who put the idea in O's head to, to take over the business. So, first of all, do you, do you remember who that person was that accused him? Uh, mm-hmm. That part I, I don't remember. Um, Wasn't it Smitty? When they were talking? It was it was a group of them talking. Mm. Well, so, yeah, so, what you're thinking of uh, t- uh, when Smitty goes back at Richie and says, "Hey, you know, it was du- like we're not having this grand idea of taking over the West Side, so get it out of your head now." Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's that's who it was. I mean, it'll maybe it'll play later into who the person was, but as of now, it, obviously, I don't think it was that important. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Papa Joe calls in Smitty, right, to have this conversation about how would you feel taking over? How would you feel profiting from O'Bannon's death? And I don't know about you, but I was not comfortable with anything in this scene. I was just like, there's something... Well, it wasn't meant to be comfortable. Well, I understand that, but what do you think was going on? From Patton's perspective? From anybody's perspective. From what Patton's was happening? Pers- from Patton's perspective, he, he's figuring out, okay, are you a stoolie? Um, and as soon as you, as soon as Smitty says, you have my 100% loyalty, and in terms of, you, I, I thought that was great. And then uh, he chose his words very carefully. He was like, you know, so you're telling me anybody could have done it. He's like, yep, anybody could have done it. You know, so I'm just saying the kid. Uh, so, and, and then he, the way he reworded that, if I'm not profiting off his death... He didn't really quite give an answer. I thought he'd give more generic, like, uh, oh, I'm just honoring his legacy type type of BS. I'm glad it didn't go that way. Right. Ultimately, I don't think he didn't really give an answer, which was a good answer to not give an answer. But he ultimately does hire Smitty. And now, do we think that this is because Patton trusts him, or is he just sort of testing him out? No, I think I think I think he trusts him. I mean. I, I don't think Smitty's dumb. Yeah, but I feel like Smitty is kind of shady. There's something about him that I think... I don't know. I, this is kind of like a bold prediction, but I almost kind of want to say that he will eventually turn and decide, yeah, let's take over the West Side with this kind of new, like... uh you know, now he has all this newfound power, and he's going to kind of get ahead of himself and and try to really. So is Richie like an alibi for him? Like, hey, I I know this was never my idea. I tried to stop it a hundred times. It's this kid Richie, and maybe, well, maybe right now Richie and and Smitty are at odds because Smitty's trying to appease Papa Joe and the whole. I mean, he's that's his boss and. Whatever, and he's hasn't been the leader or the head of any um, area at all. So now that he's getting this chance to kind of take on this more responsibility and whatnot, 
me, I just feel like there's a chance that he will flip sides and decide and, and the greed will take over, you know? He seemed entirely too nervous to me in that scene. And I understand why, even if he had the best of intentions, why, hey, Joe Patton wants a meeting with you, could make anybody nervous. But here's why I don't think it's authentic, is Joe Patton made a point of saying repeatedly, keep your friends close. Keep your friends close, right? We all know the rest of that sentence is, and your enemy's closer. I don't think he trusts Mitty for a second. For So that's... So you, do you think that maybe this is a setup? Absolutely. Mm. A setup for what? And I'm not sure. But something's I don't, going some, down. Something's going down. Yeah, but but also, uh, you know, Patton, as he says, he's a businessman. So the way that scene, as intimidating as it was, it was business. Whereas Rusty would have gotten out his little pocket knife yeah. and would have been like, hey, you either do this or you don't or whatever. Right. This This... You know, it was a little bit more civil, believe it or not. Yeah, it, it definitely was more civil. Um, and then, and, and later, when when Richie says that he wants to start the war with Patton, uh, Smitty does seemingly have loyalty at this point. Yeah. So we do know that, and, and it, that scene got more violent. It did, and, and it could have been a farce, which, which I think you know could speak to Tina's point, but uh, but I don't I don't think so. I think Smitty's. At the end of the day, he's just a guy that just wants to keep the status quo. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because you hear when he's talking to um, Terry's son at the wake, and he says, you know, yeah, I started, and Mr. O, I did, ran errands for him, and then I started doing deliveries. And so he, he started off as just, you know, some kid off the street, and has kind of worked his way up, and now really worked his way up to the top. So I I do agree with you. Half of me wants to believe my original uh, thought, but the other half I I think that you're right, both of you, in that you know he really he's he has worked his way to the top, and now he wants to really just hold tight to that allegiance to Patton and and. Uh, well, speaking of that scene too, because uh, he's talking to James, the the, the kid of Terry. And as soon as as soon as he finds out that that that's actually the case, that's whose son this is, he gets really nervous. So I, I don't think he wants to cross anybody. He know, as he says, he knows his place. Yeah. And I, I feel that he ultimately does. And if he can get to a higher place within the parameters, which is basically what Patton's offering him, of like, hey, you can do this. You have my permission, but just don't. This is the boundary. And he'll do that. And he'll do a good job of it. You're telling me, Phil, that in this city of corruption, they didn't already know who James was before they started talking to him? Apparently not. I completely disagree. Uh, I don't know. They're, he's such a young kid, so maybe they just... I don't know. Maybe they didn't think about it. Maybe now. I feel like now that they know... I don't know. I think James is going to get into some more crap... I, I, I don't think he's on the straight and narrow. So maybe down the line we might have uh, another paths crossed with James and Schmitty. I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Uh, before before we get any further, because I do want to get into O'Bannon's wake, uh, I know you two are super excited that football started today, right? Yes. Heck yeah. And speaking of, Tina can't more so than I. But... Um, for many, many years, I used to have a lot of friends that played fantasy football. Now he has no friends. 
<laughs> that's not the point of this. Um, no, but but right, you played fantasy football before. Yes, and like in those I'm th- in two leagues this year. Well, but Come the problem on. is, see what I hate is when you're in those leagues, it's literally a full season long, yeah. and you know, week one, right? Exciting time right now. But then all of a sudden your star players go injured and you're like, ah, oh, there's the end of my fantasy football league season. DraftKings, it's it's a one-week commitment. Yeah. No, like, season-long commitments. I hated that, right? So every every week you pick a new team, new lineup, boom, boom, boom. And uh, much higher chances of winning. And guess what? Uh, you can you can uh, be entered in to win $2 million as the grand prize. Oh, a total of $10 million being given away. For this first week, still you, you can still uh, get in. Just go to DraftKings.com slash AfterBuzz. Tina Cap, anything else you want to add? Well, you got to enter in the code BUZZ, B-U-Z-Z, to, after get, buzz. to get the, the full code, AfterBuzz. No, it's just Buzz. Huh, there you go. I've been, doing, I've been doing this promo for the last couple of weeks with Hard Knocks, which is, is it over, unfortunately, but that's... Good for DraftKings because that means that. Just hello. wanted to make sure you knew and the fans knew. Yeah, the season started. Yes, of course I know. And Tina Cap's been doing it, so she's going to be like a trillionaire by the time this is over. Right? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to trying to get out of this joint. That's why she's got two Aww. fantasy leagues going. Just kidding. I love us? you guys. I love you guys. Too. That's what she's been doing. That's why she hasn't been here. She's been trying to get out of this joint, becoming a trillionaire. <laughs> no. Uh, by so the way, speaking up. of other, uh, you know, real quick, Edward Burns, he loves the show. This was his Eddie personal. B. Eddie B. Personal project to him. Uh, well, September 14th, a personal project of that I've been sort of involved with um, now comes to fruition called Dance Battle America. It's executive produced by um, our own Maria Menounos, and it airs right after Dancing with the Stars on Monday nights. And you know what? It what started off as kind of a, a dance uh, craze on social media has now grown into a TV special, and you get to see real families compete. So September fourteenth, check that out. ABC after Phil, Dancing with the Stars. Phil, I am stoked for Dance Battle America, but I'm sorry. Did you just compare yourself to Edward Burns? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. Ooh. No, I. We're said, sorry, Edward Burns. That's we have what that was a this show was a passion project to him. That I, Dance Battle America. I've literally seen since inception. Wait, can we can we pause for a second and go back to have we not fantasy been paused? Then? Have we not been pausing? Because quickly, I just want to say I have fifty nine points in the first game because um, I had Antonio Brown who had twenty eight points tonight. Yeah. This news break Excitement. brought to you by DraftKings. Yes, Promo code exactly. Buzz. B U Z Z. But back Unpause. to O'Bannon's wake. Back yes. to O'Bannon's wake. Okay, so <laughs> there's there's a lot that happened there, and uh, as we were talking about uh, with with James, Smitty and Richie are Smitty and Richie. We decided we were going with. Okay, um, yes. <laughs> we're talking up James. No, um, it's not Richie that's talking with Smitty. It's a different guy. I don't know his name because he's not super involved. He just pops up every once in a while. So a couple of of guys are talking to James, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but but I think most importantly in this scene, we see there's a connection between Rusty and Kay. And Roxy and I were talking about this last night. That. I mean, might this be a romantic connection? Might they be lovers? Might- oh, he went for that oh, hand yes. so fast. He oh, was yes. Like, There's no... What's up? Yeah. I'm here. 
Tina Cap did not care for that. Uh, There's been- no chance in heck that that's not a romantic relationship. I mean, just... Let me come over and take care of you. Yes, it was... And the way that they... And she's like, oh, that would be real nice. Okay, no, it was... Here's here's the the conversation that Roxy and I were having last night. Do you think that they're actual lovers, or maybe he's just in love with her? I think a little bit more on that end, but I think they have... On what end? Your end of their he that loves he, her more. Yeah, he's he, more attracted to her. But I think I don't know. Maybe they shared a kiss. They, mean, something's happened. Something because I mean, Mister O beats her, so I can't imagine that they have too much uh, romantic in you know involvement or whatever. And to you be fair, say he was in jail for seven years, so I think whatever they used to have was before that. You and know, maybe maybe now that he's out. That kind of fueled the fire for him wanting to kill Mr. O because he wants to be with her. But this is big, right? Because before before tonight, we were thinking that this was a business killing. Yeah. Well, why can't it be? It's business and pleasure. Oh, yeah. No, it's one or the other. Two birds, one stone. You think it's both? It's I, pleasure with a business front. Okay, let me ask you this. Because Rusty's the catalyst of all of this. Is Rusty actually a good business person? Like, should... No. 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 Okay. I I think to be a good business person, you have to be uh, reasonable, rational, level-headed, see the big picture. And he's too impulsive. He's too passionate. Uh, He only thinks, you know, from A to B. He doesn't see X, Y, and Z. So, therefore, it's not beyond him to make a business decision and a personal decision of, like, hey, you know, I get her and I get the business. Well, I mean, he kind of did that with, like, oh, I'm not even going to take a chance. This hooker just said, oh, don't worry, I won't say anything. Bang, bang. I don't care if you will say anything or not. I'm not going to take the chance. You know what I mean? So, I agree with you, Anna, that he is very impulsive and... That's not always a good thing when it comes to, you know, business decisions. But then again, on the other side of it, uh, is it Joe's brother, Rusty's uncle? Mr. Red. Yes. Uncle he, Red. They uncle go Red. and they kill the, the bar owner. And, and it seems that Mr. Red had planned this because he tells Rusty to get down and then he go, comes up and, come on, Rusty put some muscle in it when he's choking the guy out. So... I'm a little confused there because, you know, Joe Patton is saying, we're not on the streets, we're not, you know, hoodlums anymore or whatever he said, we're businessmen, but then clearly he's the one that ordered this killing of the bar owner, right? Well, we we had talked about that, and my feeling is that they were sort of feeling him out. What's the story? What happened that night? And when he first said, oh, come to think of it, he wasn't even there, O'Bannon wasn't even there. And but then when when Uncle Red starts asking him more questions, he's like, "Oh yeah, they saw all of it. They saw all the yelling. That's when he got killed." And so yeah. I, I think that there was a strategy in place there. So maybe he wouldn't have gotten killed if he would have sticked stuck to his story as saying like, "No, no, Rusty wasn't there. Rusty wasn't there," and just continue. You know what I mean? Like continued with that. Yes, I I I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree. More, more, uh, more will be revealed. So the other, the other, uh, I guess important thing that happened during O'Bannon's wake is 
Um, uh, Terry takes the time to explain to his son why he shouldn't be a tough guy, why it's important uh, to stay away from this life. And it, and it also becomes unclear why... Be, am I speaking English? It also <laughs> becomes clear why he wanted to have the kids at the wake. But did it did it ultimately work? I mean, as Christine says, he's walking around like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, and he, you know, wants to touch his un- great uncle or yeah, second. That's just what boys- would he be considered? Great uncle? If he's Terry's uncle? Great uncle. Yeah. yeah. Family. I don't know. I think that's Family. weird. I don't think that's just boys that's wanting boys to curiosity. touch a dead guy. That's weird. Yeah, I, I I get it. There's a sense of like. I, it's more to it than I just want to touch a dead guy. This is, you know, as a, this is family, but also it does stem from there's boys' curiosity. I guess so. To do stupid stuff like that. Well, I don't know. When I was, uh, you know, personal information may be too much, but when I was a little girl, uh, I kissed my grandfather in his casket, and it was terrifying because I didn't realize he was going to be so cold, and, you know, it was. I had no idea about that. Nobody had explained it to me, but I think. It's, but your it intentions going into that were different, I think, than him wanting to touch. You know, you. But what do you think his intentions were? Well, the way that he's. Can I touch him? It wasn't like Anna, who's like, "Oh, my grandpa, I want to give him a kiss because he's gone, and I, you know, you love him." It was more kind of like a, "I want to touch a dead person." That's what I. That's the vibe that I got from him, and which I thought was weird, and and maybe because I'm not a boy, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. But it, logic, but, but but it is educational in the sense. Like I want it, you know. If if this is the life that I'm told that um, I shouldn't be involved in, then I want to know. Like if this is the end result that you keep saying, then I want to know what that feels like without obviously actually going through it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but this this does bring us like you you were talking about uh, Tina Cap. You were saying. Was it ultimately a good idea to bring James to the funeral or to the wake? Uh, because now he's walking around, was it like Humphrey Bogart? Yeah. Bragging to his friends. Uh, and this this brings in, they have very different parenting styles. I think that, uh, again, she brings up the move. Let's move. There's too much violence. Let's go. And he said, well, I'll just smack him around. You know, that's it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheaper to just smack him around. That's so. Um, That's his attitude towards towards life. I feel like just as no. We'll think about it. We'll talk, as inexpensive I, as possible. No, we'll, no, <laughs> not not in that way. But we'll talk about the poker game in that sense. Like it was easier just to smack them around. That's true. That's so. true. I'm I'm anxious to hear Christina's thoughts about uh, the Muldoon marriage. Well, as a parenting touch, expert, yes, yes, <laughs> my two dogs and. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mentioned before the show that their relationship is very awkward. I have not seen them touch or kiss the entire first three episodes. Hey, he wanted he to get her, some. He calls her gorgeous, which is endearing, but they never show any affection towards each other. And I'm tr- still trying to figure out if it's the actress who maybe just. She's, that's just, I don't, I don't want to say she's bad because I don't think it's her. I think that's what their intention is with the the two characters is to show that it's not really that perfect of a marriage. Do you guys agree with that? I I agree. I mean, she's, she's playing a good work wife, but eventually uh, it's, it's going to fall apart. 
I felt some real sexual chemistry between them for the first time tonight. Really? Well, you didn't get in that where? So. <laughs> when in the bedroom scene? in the bedroom scene where there it, it seemed to be sort of this, um, I don't know, hate, like hate sex maybe is on the table. Um, it didn't happen, but I think that the sort the fighting sort of is a turn on for both of them. Uh, but it's not even. I wouldn't even consider it fighting. It's more kind of just like bickering and, and dis- disagreement, you know? Because, excuse me, they don't really like blow up at each other. It's not. Uh, it's, it doesn't seem like a huge deal. Yes, obviously she wants to move. Yes, she doesn't necessarily agree with his parenting skills and tells him, you know, that, like lay off him. He feels bad. Whatever. Blah blah. blah when the whole school thing happened, and. Um, but but they haven't really like blown up on each other, so I don't know if it's to the point of hate sex. I just think it's. But I Terry's not the type of guy. Know. He's not gonna. He hasn't blown up. No. At all yet. No. He's very. I'm. I mean, on her part, like her getting really angry. I don't know, and she the casting. She seems too young to have three children. I mean, I guess it's the '60s and people well, got okay. married younger. We'll talk but, about. Agnes over there is already getting married. She's just turned 18. True, like, that's come true, on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, if I were playing the wife of Edward Burns, I would not be not touching him. I'm just saying. If that's a different wife, story. Or yes. if you were the if wife. I, is he married in real life? These are all <laughs> questions. You just wanted him as a side piece anyway, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love Sean. <laughs> But if Sean's we, not available, Eddie, we uh, we did learn a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we did learn a little bit more about. No, it was good about Sean, your your main love interest. Um, he just has uh, some words, but we learned that Sean's first memories of his father beating his mom because breakfast wasn't warm enough. What did you guys think about his reaction that he was wanting to go drink and celebrate his dad being dead and and he can't stop he he doesn't lay off the fact that somebody did his deed for him like he wanted to kill his he, he said it so many times that he wanted to kill his dad like how did you guys feel about that I mean how did I feel in the sense I mean, he clearly hates his dad, so I'm not going to take that away from him. I mean, it's it's an interesting way of handling it, certainly. Um, but I, here's the thing: I, I mean, to to be that hateful uh, after the loss says a lot about how much he hated him. Right. Well, because Deirdre, right? That's the girl's yeah. mm-hmm. name. She even said, like, you don't even feel a little bit sad about this, because regardless of how much you hate your parent. I mean, I feel like you would still feel a little bit of well, sadness. I mean, ultimately, right, I think there, there's like a notion or philosophy, like, as a parent, you have to love your child. But as a child, you don't, you're not necessarily, you don't have to spend your life in gratitude towards your parents in that way. Like, the whole point is that your life becomes your own. And if you have kids, then they are your life True. after that. But, but as a child, you don't have that same responsibility back to your parent. I guess so. It's just the Every notion. family's different. Everybody's way of grieving is different. Yeah. This is true. So, and, so speaking of family, Charlie has a family. Who knew? 
Yeah. Well, we we sort of knew, we just didn't see them. But well, a German-speaking family, nonetheless. But he, he lives with his mom. Sprechen Sie so Deutsch? So it was, it was German? I didn't know yeah. what she was speaking. It, it, it was German. It was Deutsch. Uh, nothing sexier than a middle-aged man living with his mother. Um, and his kids. Yeah, and his kids. Eighteen-year-old uh, daughter. What do we? What do we think happened in the way? She died. She split. I think she probably died. I'm. I'm assuming um, like a medical health thing. I, I don't think she would have been murdered or something like that. But then again, you never know. Yeah, I. I, I think it was something along those lines. But just because of the way Agnes brought up, like, hey, we're not going to get, we're not going to have kids early on like you guys did. And maybe it was with, you know, uh, I don't know, this is just pure speculation, but maybe it was the last, there's three in total. Maybe it was a child labor related thing. I don't know. But regardless, uh, the point is that she didn't speak like that his marriage failed in any sort of way or like, because it could have been an easy dig to say like, uh, no, he's a good guy unlike you for letting mom go or, you know, I'll be a good wife unlike mom was to you or whatever. That's true. That's a very good observation, Phil. It really so. is. Uh, but this also explains his protection over women, right? Because we were like, well, why does he, he's like corrupt except he seems to have some sort of feeling for women. And it explains a lot, right? He li- he lives with mom. He has a daughter. Makes total sense now. Yes. And the horrific thing could have been, imagine if he lost his wife due to his, not necessarily his job per se, but like related to things. Yeah. yeah the corruption. Now, now I see she's a prostitute either, so don't, don't write that in the comments section. Well, I ain't saying she a gold digger neither. Uh, but, <laughs> so she, uh, so he goes to, to visit Stacy, aka Fortune. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and Gives her the money, encourages her to get out, and doesn't ask a thing of her. And I think that was shocking for her. Yeah, it was shocking for me. Well, the fir- their first encounter, <laughs> I, I mean, there was a, a split second where I was like, mm, "Is he going to give in? Is he going to, you know, do it with her to and not take her in or whatever?" But then, ever like after that, when he took her in and he's writing up the paperwork saying, you know, you're a school teacher, blah, 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 like, this is not going to go on your record, whatever. From there on, I could kind of tell, okay, he, it seems like more of a friendship, or he he wants that feminine, uh, that female companion, that female, you know, person to talk to more than, like, a sexual partner. And you could really see it in this episode, like you said, when he brings her the money and kind of tries to take care of her and give her, you know, compliments on, you know, get out of this, get out of this business, move away, you know, start a new life, whatever. Because I think, I'm sure $2,000 in the 60s was That's a lot of money. quite a lot of money. So just yeah. even the, the, the words that he says, you know, oh, it's, uh, it's the least I can do. Like, no, the least you could have done. You didn't have to do any of this. Yeah, right, right. You didn't have to go beat up the guy, steal the money, take the necklace. Yeah. Like, in fact, in, realistically, she should have gone to jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he protects women. And and I think you're right. I think he's lonely and does want that sort of companionship. Yeah. Um, but we're running low on time, guys. And we really need to talk about this poker game because it was a pretty big deal. Uh, we find out that, and we know there's been corruption. We know that the whole time. But Terry has several 
stool pigeons, shall we call them, uh, that he has deals with. And the first one we meet at the funeral, and he says something like, if you hear something, you come to me first, and I don't want to see you going anywhere else. And this is the same guy that he has in the car later, right? Hmm. Um, and Is this the guy that gives him the list? I'm not sure if that's the guy who... Because remember he was talking about, oh, they told me about this game, but it's not on the list. No, no, no. That was Lou, who's a different oh, rep. Oh, oh, and, uh, and so so we see there's a pattern. and But they both say, because he said, like, you know what happens if you don't do what I say. And they're like, I have no interest in going back. I have no interest in going back. So assuming that he's cutting off jail time, right, for information. So... So there's a whole system in place of of corruption. Yeah, or maybe he's turning a blind eye to the fact that these guys are doing illegal things because they're helping him on the flip side. You know? Oh, we, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the whole name of the game. Yeah. As long as you're doing it for me, I don't <laughs> care what you do. That's, yeah. that's right. Yes. Uh, it can be applied almost anywhere in life. True. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so they take this information about the poker game to the captain. Uh, we meet Helena Latour. The, the, the broad? Is Helena Latour. The broad? What's up she with so her? eloquently calls her? I think she is a madam. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. Either a madam or she runs some sort of yeah. Thai massage. Right. <laughs> she says something about, oh, you know, my girls are happy and healthy, and perhaps someday we can convince you to stay for more than a visit. And yeah. Terry's like, you know, not tonight, but, you know, Lieutenant King over here might take you up on that. So, and more on that, I'm sure, is going to come into play. Yeah. Keep tuning in as the yep. story develops. So, so ultimately... Uh, I just want to do the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> We can, we'll we can do some version of that, yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, Terry, Petey Mac, and Charlie go to the game, break it up, hands uh, off the table. All right, the, the Tedeschi's kid, the world's dumbest reaction to this entire thing. Right. Also, who's Tedeschi? Tedesco. T- we Tedesco. have not been introduced to him yet, I don't think. Because I asked that to Phil, too, when we were re-watching the episode. Um, they call him Moose. They call him Slick. Okay. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, yeah, guys, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Three names. Right I don't think that. we've been introduced to him, but we're. they allude to the fact that he's a powerful guy because his kid is like, oh... You know, my dad, when my dad hears about this or whatever. You and have no idea who you're messing with. Yes, yes. And then they're, they say, well, your dad's not going to help you here. Your dad's not going to be able to get you out here. So I'm interested to see who this Tedesco guy is, Slick, whatever, Moose, whatever his name is. Um, whether he's, you know, a criminal guy that's running another sort of gambling ring or if he's... You know, well, I mean, judge. Yeah, well, something. Does something Vince like or uh, if you want to call him Latucci have kind of, does, Is he aware of this? Yeah, why was Latucci left out? Because it was just sort of like, I don't know, he doesn't like Italians. I don't know. But that I, can't be the reason. Well, no, not even the, he, Latucci didn't know about this, but uh, Tedeschi and Latucci are supposed to be. The, 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 that's like Latucci's domain. 
He's supposed to know about this stuff. Right. Is he turning a blind eye because he's getting more out of it? No, he was told explicitly not to go. No, but I'm... Yes, I I get that, but... um, but I'm saying, did Latucci know about this ahead of time, and that's why he's playing all weird and saying, oh, I don't know, why you kind of going. Like Which, he has a hand in the pot or something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but at the same token, why wouldn't he have called ahead? Yo, they and all been have like, a hand in the pot. I think. Yeah, but he's. But I'm saying he's taking more without telling others. If uh, he like, if I, if he like, if you, all three of us made a pact of, hey, we all split the profit evenly and then uh me and me and somebody else i'm like all right let's cut a deal but don't tell those guys yeah okay all right or i think possibly and this could be a stretch but maybe they realize that latucci's kind of losing touch with his connections and so they think that his um information is not right or he might screw something up so they're just Avoiding bringing him in at all, guys. Let's just call this predictions. Shall we go yeah. right into? Uh... Sure. <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Well, first off, Latucci's really worried about suits, so his mind's on other things. He is distracted. I mean, very important to have a good suit. Although I didn't think I didn't think Petey Mac's suit was all that bad. It was good enough for a baptism or something. What was that? Confirmation? I don't yeah, know. that's what he said. Confirmation. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't I know. Think it you you seem to either. be on a roll, and I interrupted you by saying, call it predictions. No, no, no. You, I was done with my prediction for Latucci. Okay. For Latucci, yes, but... um. Wow, how did I already forget what we just saw in the well, previews for the you, next episode? So they, t- they so take much. the money. They take the money, right? Yes. And, um, and I... I think that's going to be kind of... Th- it's interesting, the pattern of these past three episodes, because, you know, uh, in the first, the second one, we kind of had... We, we stuck more to the characters that we got to know. Now we've kind of stepped aside. Like, I, I thought we would have spent a lot more time with Rusty than we actually ended up. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how next episode fully fully keeps panning out. Um, we know uh, Richie, he's going to... He, he's got that mission to... to his, him and his West Side story. They, yeah. they want to take over. <laughs> True. So I, I think, you know, in the previews, that that's what was made the most um, compelling. Now, whether or not that's going to be the biggest plot point, I don't know. Well, I think that, and I've said this before, and, and I know Roxy disagreed with me, but I think that Terry is actually way more corrupt than everybody else and has his hands in way too many things and I think that a lot more is going to be revealed about that. Uh, well, I'm excited for Terry to because right now, again, he, he you could tell him that the entire city is burning but alright, let's get the fire department and we'll take care of it. Or the volunteer fire department because it's cheaper. There you go. So, so I think eventually, to Tina Cash point, like, he's got to like, he's going to get some anger and he's going to, why did you do that? I told you not to do that. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. 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 Whether personal or... In, I think in, it's going to come because of something that James does. Ooh, yeah. Oh, James is going to get into... He's going to start running errands. He, yeah, see, I think they were prepping him at that funeral. They were like, you know, I started running errands. And I, and- I meant to... Sorry, I, to cut you off. I meant to say the guy that is next to Smitty, he... If, do you watch, did you guys watch Orange is the New Black? Yes. So did are you did you watch the newest season? Yes. He's the guy Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's not. He's just I'm just saying the character. He drives the van yes. with uh what's yes, her name? Yes, yes, yes. With Pensatucky. 
Yes. That's that actor. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, also, I, I, in terms of... Um, I'm real interested to see how many people Patton actually follows up with because he said a lot of lunch dates. Yeah, call me next week. We'll get lunch. Yeah. And and specifically, yeah. the most one, I mean, Terry and him are supposed to talk. And, and Terry's dad used to be the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have, they're apparently old friends. So. But there's so much. There's so much. There's so much to be revealed. It's hard to keep up. Anyway, so in the meantime, please tweet at us throughout the week. Christina, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. And you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at Roxy Stryer. That is not my Twitter. That is not Phil's Twitter, uh, but I won't give his Twitter because he doesn't like to. But yeah, follow Roxy, Roxy Stryer. You can follow me at Koppelfmayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week. And tell at Ed- Edward Burns who has been tweeting with us, that he should come on. Yeah! And bring some people. Yeah, please! Make it fun. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 